Welcome to the Set Yourself Free podcast. Real stories of women who went from feeling like they would never make it in the online space to creating way more money and freedom. I'm your host, Carrie Beach, owner of Set Yourself Free. I'm a life and success coach that helps female entrepreneurs bust through self-doubt and fear so that they can have wildly profitable online businesses. I personally entered the online space insanely confident in my ability to coach women and have a thriving business. And yet when I couldn't sign a client to save my life, it was insanely frustrating. I speak to women every single day who have this experience, and I'm here to change the conversation so that you can step into your confidence and make more money doing work that you are here to do on this planet. Join us for season five, where you will hear 12 women's stories with creating their own thriving businesses and what it actually looks like behind the scenes to do so. We dive deep into topics you will not find in front-end marketing that will give you tips, tools, and a whole lot of permission to do life and business your own way, while also feeling less alone and growing your income and your impact. Can you tell everyone your full name? Oh, sure. Christine Gold. I am a spiritual medium, intuitive energy coach, and old soul healer, also known as empath which many of us are like, yeah, that's me. So I was a corporate burnout. Um, Gosh, I had anxiety, depression. I was basically on that proverbial treadmill and made the big leap of faith three years ago. So talk to us about a time in your business when you felt like you were having to prove your worth in how you showed up online. Oh man, I so many. Even with like the client, I wanted to help everybody, mm. and unfortunately, I attracted some of the wrong people. Um, the people that were not ready to do the work. Mm. So it's interesting. They knew that that I was a people pleaser and all that, and very empathic and sensitive. So they would find trigger points for me to keep continually feeding them even though they didn't want to do the work so I can think of you know healing that the people would keep coming back for the same issues you'd give them the tools but they weren't willing to do the work so that would actually that would probably be the biggest part of the imposter syndrome thinking okay uh, I, I must be doing something wrong mm. <laughs> or maybe my message isn't getting across um, properly, or maybe I, I need to do something else to try and fix it. But I now know that I am looking for certain type for the people that want to do the work. Anybody else? I just I'll refer them elsewhere because I'm not a licensed counselor, although I am training to um, uh, be a chaplain, which is a spiritual guide and healers. So, you know, you, you just, you have to be ready. I understand four years ago I was not ready, but yeah. And you can't force anybody. You can't force. Yeah. Well, and I think it comes back to, it comes back to our energy, right? Like I, I, then we always have to look at like what's going on within us, you know, to me Mm -hmm. as annoying as it can be, like how can we still take radical responsibility for what's going on, you know, is always the lesson because sure it might not be all of our stuff to clean up or or take you know ownership of but all we can do is take ownership for what is ours yes and when we take that lens then we're in a really empowered place versus you know life's happening to me how dare these clients show up in this fashion blah 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 right and like this really victim tone of our businesses, which I think we've all been in in certain points where, you know, whether that's through comparison or feeling like we have to prove ourselves or whatever negative lens we're seeing it through. But then when we can come back to the really empowered place where we're owning our energy and saying, okay, what's mine here? What can I choose to take responsibility for? Yeah, I I absolutely agree. My responsibility was I did not create boundaries, mm. Mm. which is a common uh, denominator for um, people pleasers and perfectionists. And I, I understand that. So yeah, it, it is perception and responsibility. Yeah. And then it's also 
scarcity for a lot of us too, right? Because especially if you are in a place where, you know, you have a lot of openings in your business and you don't have a lot of clients, it's super easy to be like graspy for clients and accept anyone that comes your way because you have this fear, which, you know, all of us have at different points of like, are more clients going to come? Where are they going to come from? Blah, 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 that we get caught down that negative spiral. And then we do work with clients that are not in alignment for the ways we can help. And it's, it's like that scarcity, but also that boundary thing too. Yep. Yeah. And it's a cycle. So you're either going to cycle down or you're going to cycle up. So once I figured that out, and I think I really did when I, um, when I learned Reiki and working on my own energy, that really lit things up for me. And yeah. And also the the scarcity and and the fear, I mean, it's really tied to, because the more you focus on, so if it's lack, guess what you're going to get back? It's a mirror. It's a reflection. So you know how they, uh, the, the, um, ah, gosh, the, the power of a, you know, the law of attraction or the secret. Yeah. And, you know, Wayne Dyer even said it. It's not a secret. He says it's your energy. He says, so if you think that you are not worthy of having lots of money or it's tied to something that you've learned from a family member or whatever it was, you could say, oh, yeah, I'm abundant and I'm all that and I'm prosperous and I'm bringing in lots of money and I'm just so abundant. If it doesn't match on the inside, you can spout all those mantras. It's a waste. It really is a waste of energy until you figure out where that is. And you put it out and you let it go. And you're like, okay, now I'm moving on to the next thing because I know this is all going to come. I'm just going to sit back and, and wait. Not that I didn't do the work. I put the work in. I put my intentions in. I put my heart and soul in. And then I just let it go. Mm. It's, it's when we hold on to things. Oh my God, I gotta, I gotta keep this. I need clients. I need money. Then it's wow. It it just it goes through your fingers like, like thin air, basically. Yeah, it's into that relaxed, trusting place, right? Versus that like frantic energy of grabbing for clients, grabbing for money, doubting ourselves every turn, you know, and we've all been there, but ultimately it doesn't get us what we want, even though we are taught like push, work more, do whatever, you know? Yeah. Bounce back. It's like resilience or suck it up or, you know, um, go hard, play hard, work hard. All it's, it's, just so false it basically says don't take care of yourself you're not worth it and um that's why we have such a mental illness and so we have a sickness a, a sick care we don't have a health care we have a sick care yeah and it continues to come back to that worthiness piece that you've mentioned a few times right because when we feel worthy when we're knowing we're worthy and trusting that then we have that belief of abundance of, of course, more clients are coming. Of course, more money is out there. Of course, I get to do the work that I'm here to do in this world. But when we don't feel worthy of it, we try to fill it with all the other things. And it just never works out well. I Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. And if you put your heart into something and it's filled with love, and <laughs> how could it not be wrong? Mm. It, it's perfect, just like you are. We don't give ourselves the credit that's due, that we are infinite, powerful, spiritual beings. Yes, we're on a 3D earth. However, you are in charge of your energy and what you put into it. You, you have to put the work into yourself because if you're spouting off all these, I call it spiritual bypassing, but. I don't know if you've heard the term, but mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm doing, I, I do my meditation and I eat really well, blah, blah, blah. But on the weekends I go nuts, meaning I'm, you know, uh, drugging or whatever it is, some type of addiction. So you're not, that's spiritual bypassing. You're not willing to do the work. You just want to look good on camera or paper, but you're not living, you're not living the life that you're trying to teach others. So um, just, just be careful. 
Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone if they're feeling very caught or trapped in the cycle of having to prove themselves online in order to feel worthy Mm -hmm. of the business they desire? Take, take it. I would say, take a break, really take a break and go back to your fun and creativity and your play Mm -hmm. and your self care and ask yourself, be the customer or be the client and say, what's in it for me? What's your why? Why are you doing this? Is it because you want to be on camera and you want everyone to know you or to have a million likes or followers? Because then I'm sorry, that's the wrong. You're coming from the wrong. That's, that's actually a lack mentality. That is a worthy unworthiness issue as well meaning you don't feel good enough to show up as yourself Mm. so try and write down things that you're really good at that you really love to do and work off of that it's almost like a a mind map or dare i say vision board i call them soul boards start putting stuff up that inspires you like what i have behind me these are all you know i did paintings i like pictures i like art stuff you know i love animals so that is all tapped into what I like to do. And I try to bring that across to others by giving them an inspiration because I used to be highly analytical. Um, We tend to live from the left hemisphere of our brain. You need to be on the right. That's where your creativity and your love is and your spirit. So more dreaming, more journaling, more playing, more meandering, just daydreaming when's the last time you did that you just sat there and you're like you don't. there's nothing going on I don't have anything to do I don't have anywhere to be I'm not meditating I'm just sitting there and going okay what's you know what's going on what's happening give me some inspiration Mm. It, it comes in the when you're not looking for it when you're having fun when you're relaxed yeah um Yeah, if you're showing up and just wanting to prove yourself to someone or something, then you know that you've pulled out of your authenticity. Mm, That's such great advice and returns again to that childlike state, which is so important for all of us to continue to tap into. Mm -hmm. I I, I have to remind myself every day. Yeah. I always ask, how may I serve? Yeah. And yeah, that that's that's key. I find when I'm in service for others, I absolutely time slips away. That's when you know what what you're doing. You're on the right not that there's a right or wrong path, right. but you've got it. This is magic. Magic. Find the magic. Yeah, I agree. It's the best question. You know, that's the question I ask every morning too. It's like, how can I serve? Who can I serve? And always returning back to that because it doesn't mean we don't get distracted throughout the day or, you know, feeling the need to prove or compare or whatever shows up because it naturally is going to. But I also just really understand that we get to actively choose to drop those things. Like they show up for all of us. We're humans. But it's like, what are we making that mean about ourselves? Or are we choosing to just drop it and know that we get to choose where we direct our energy? Absolutely. And and how are you starting your day? That's a big one, too. Are you picking up your phone as soon as your, he- your feet hit the floor and scrolling mindlessly? Mm. <laughs> Got to watch what you're feeding yourself first thing in the morning and when you before you go to bed as well. That's That's important. Yeah, absolutely. It makes such a big difference. And we're completely in control of that. So often I feel like just as humans in this world of technology, we act like we're the victim to all these things we see on social media or whatever it is. And yet I always, you know, and I get caught in it too, but it's coming back to like, wait a minute, I'm in control here. Like I'm the one that opened Facebook. I I have the ability to shut this down and don't have to partake if I don't feel like it. I, yeah, I, I feel the same. As soon as I can feel, it's almost like an out-of-body experience. Like it's, the, I want to say your alter ego in a way. Like you're like, oh, you're starting to react. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm done. That's it. I'm putting the phone down. That's it. 
Yeah. And I find most of us, I mean, the more we practice in this and the more conscious we become of all these things, right? We, we know our triggers. We can feel them in our bodies. Like I know very much what it feels like in my body when I'm triggered and when I'm reactionary versus when I'm observational and at neutral and able to be in a good headspace. And it doesn't mean that those triggers are terrible and there's something wrong. It's just like, can you then do the work to bring yourself back to a more neutral place versus being reactionary? Yes. Presence. Mm. Like, like the Buddha. Be, be yeah. like the Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, anything else that you would like to add for listeners to hear? Ah, well, even with, you know, some of us might have shiny object syndrome. I know I still Mm. tend to get pulled off. Be very mindful of like, again, with your time, if you want to, you know, catch up on emails and social media, do that like for an hour and then hide your phone, close everything down on your computer, except for what you focused on. And I actually schedule in like, okay, 9am is content, 10am is website, like, and some people are like, that's very rich. I said, I, I have to be. Otherwise, I could be watching YouTube videos all day because there's so many great lectures and music and there's so many things to listen and watch, right? So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love being inspired. I get yeah. it. But um, it's nice to do that once in a while. But if you find you're doing that every day, because I've had some people come up to me and ask and, and say, are you finding this? I'm like, yes, because there's so much online right now. There's, there's a Zoom meeting, there's a this, there's a training, there's a webinar. Just be, you know, focus on your business. Um, focus on you. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Um, if you can at least have a couple hours where you've dedicated to yourself and your business or whatever you're working on, please do it. It, you're, it's so important. You're so important. Mm, I love that message and could not agree more. Thank you so much for being on the show, Christine. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure. Yes, my name is Linda Whiteman, and I consider myself a motivational speaker and wealth coach. I love to educate women and youth um, about financial literacy and just want to motivate people. Can you talk to us about when you were feeling like you had to prove yourself in the online space and what was going on in terms of your business then? So let's see, how can I express this? I think that because I don't talk about my past, I really feel like I have to prove, it's it's hard to explain. (laughs) It's hard to explain. So because I don't, I haven't been able to clearly share my background. People don't know who I am and people don't know what I've been through. And so I have to be willing to, I guess, maybe be vulnerable you know, be vulnerable to share that. And when you are vulnerable, then people can see you and, and, and know what you're about. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think to me, uh, the way I look at it is there's almost this, um, and not everyone necessarily puts this connotation with it, but I think there's a difference between like showing who we are and like the expertise that we have and our background and the skills, right? Because everyone needs to know if they don't know you from someone else, like especially when it's strangers on the internet, okay, why can this person actually help me? What background does she have or what skill set does she have? But then there's this almost like negative proving where we feel like I have to show you exactly like why I'm better than everyone else. And it has to be in this proving place of here's why you absolutely have to work with me. And again, it kind of goes into that scarcity place versus the abundance place of like, I'm going to just show up and show you exactly, you know, who I am, how I can help you and showcase um, a lot of my past wins and things like that and how I've helped people. 
and then it's up to you know the human on the other end of the screen to decide do I want to work with her or not you know I think to me where we disempower people is when we um kind of like put them against a wall if they have to buy from us versus like they are able to make their own decisions on the other end of the screen and they are a capable empowered adult and I'm going to do everything within my power to show them. But at the end of the day, like they get to choose. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to remember too, that I was at that place that I was at a, that place where they are and I had to choose and I had to, to, to make the decision for myself and we're not always ready. You know, people are ready at their own time. Sometimes it takes people 10 minutes. Sometimes it takes people 10 days or even, you know, 10 years to get to the, the place where, where they can maybe believe in themselves, hear what people are saying and, and say, oh, that can work for me. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, tricky to express yourself in a way to where this is who I am. This is who I am. And what I want to do is help you and kind of, um, you know, almost uh, put your hand out to somebody like, you know, I really want to help you. Like, like, let's do this together. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us females that have been so conditioned to not ask for help, to assign meaning to asking and receiving help, you know, it's letting go of those old ways of being and really trusting that other people do want to help us and that we get results faster when we are supported. Yes. I just really have this like thought of when some, someone helped me in a situation and I almost, I was so honored and grateful, you know, mm. and I'm so honored, grateful and accepting of the, the gift. Mm. Right. And I think that that is what, what we should do in life is we should be accepting gifts and we should be giving gifts as well. So as I accept things, I'm, I'm thinking, wow, I'm very fortunate. How can I give this, this gift that I received maybe to other people in a different form? Right. Mm. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's about, uh, Helping and being helped and helping others. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, anytime we have weird mind drama around it about receiving help or getting, you know, not asking for what we actually want or those types of things, I like to just take a step back and be like, huh, okay, would I offer help, you know, gladly in a situation? And do I love helping other people? Yeah, absolutely. So why do I need to make it weird that I'm, you know, raising my hand here and asking for help here? There's somebody that would love to help me in this situation. And I also look at it now as this way of, I'm, I'm basically denying someone else the gift of getting to help me and use their, you know, talents and skills. And like, they want to do that just the same way I want to be able to help people. And so I think when we can really take that mindset, it's so much easier and we can flip that faster for ourselves. Yes. I, I can say I used to feel like I'm Wonder Woman. I could do everything. I don't need help from people. And then you get to a point where, where you might, you really do need help and, and you can't pose to take on everything. And I had to live, start living a different life to where I'm going to, I'm going to ask for help and I'm going to accept people, you know, and I could think, I guess visually I could remember when I was traveling, hmm. you know, I was traveling, I'm struggling with this luggage and this guy <laughs> comes and says, you know, do you need help? No, I don't need help. And I'm hurting my back and I'm, you know, I'm struggling and I'm thinking, why didn't I say yes? I really did need help. I was running late. I was possibly going to miss my flight, but I said, don't worry about it. 
And, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. I, I mean, I stopped doing that a few years back, but that was my thing. Like, I would rather struggle in my own mess than, than ask for help when somebody is actually offering it. So we, we have to, we have to be different. I have to be different. I'm different. And, and I, I hope that uh, we all get to a place where we can say yes when we need yeah, it. Uh, I love that. Um, this really random story popped in my head and la- it was last summer. I was at the movie theater and no exaggeration. There were, I think two of us in the whole theater and the guy is sitting next to me, directly next to me. He sits down <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So, um, he has popcorn and a soda and he does not flinch for one second and just hands me his popcorn and says, will you hold this? I need to go to the bathroom (laughs) and basically doesn't give me an out. And I just, I reflected on it and I still remember it a year later because I would have hands down in that situation, put my popcorn on the ground or taken it to the bathroom with me. You know, there is no way I would have asked the one stranger sitting next to me to hold my popcorn and soda. I just would have done that. But it was such a good reminder of like, he had no shame just saying, will you please hold this? I need to go to the bathroom. I I held it. Like I was kind of taken aback just because I was shocked. Like this is not normal to me, but I was like, it should be normal. That's fine. I can hold his popcorn and his soda while he goes to the bathroom. It's really not a big deal. And it's natural. It's natural that he would ask for help and you would want to help. It's natural. Yeah. And so I think it's just exactly that, like, or your travel story of somebody offering, right? And then realizing, oh, I could just accept the help instead of fighting and needing to do all of this on my own and think that I'm better or stronger or superwoman as a result of not accepting the help. Versus being like, this man really just wants to help me and it will make my life better. And then he gets the joy of carrying my bag too. I didn't even think of it like that. Like, like he, he, he gets joy in helping me as well. Yeah. I think it's just such a, a better mind frame to take versus like, you know, being the superwoman or feeling like, you know, we're better than other people because we do it all on our own or whatever the, the old way of thinking, you know, is for a lot of us. But to me, I, I mean, I still have to work on this all the time because I think we still are taught this idea that somehow we're like better off if we do more things on our own but it's just not true. We don't get as far. That's, that is absolutely true. Yeah. So when it comes to showing up online now, do you find that it's a lot easier? Do you still have places where you're like, okay, I have to learn it, like lean into certain tools to get myself into a frame of mind to show up online? I think that I, I think that when I show up, it really depends on how I'm feeling that day. Cause some days I'm like on it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I did so awesome. I did well. And some I stumble and I'm just like, what happened? So I, (laughs) I do try to get in a different mindset and I, I try to drink water, maybe relax. What I do actually before I get online is I take a walk. I take a Mm. walk down the street, I come back, and I just get a breath of fresh air. I just try to eat something if it's in the morning so that I'm not hungry. So I have a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a, of a structured way of getting relaxed. So that's, that's what I do now. And when, when I do that, and actually what I do now is I, um, I like to write, I like to have a pen. Right. And so this, it grounds me. Mm. And so I start writing things down and then it makes me feel better because when I'm writing, then I can um, refer to, to the person, the audience or the client. And I can say, Oh, you said this. So I have to always have to have a pen and I always have to write down how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, and then what they're saying. And that just helps me for some reason. I don't know. Mm, Yeah. Well, and I think it's so important to remember, like everyone has to figure out what works for them. 
and like you found this way to go, okay, this is what I need to do. And this is going to allow me to feel grounded and like I can show up as myself online. And so, you know, keep doing that until it doesn't work anymore. Well, so far so good. I'm, I'm in a totally better place than when we first connected because mm-hmm. it was basically the pretty much the beginning of my journey and now i'm in a place where this is this is my primary thing now where before it was like oh i i think i could do this this might work and and actually kudos to you for you know me finding you us finding each other and then i'm looking at your post now and i'm i'm fired up when i see i see what you say and what you're talking talking about and how you encourage all of us, it just, it just makes me realize this is really possible. I could really like, I could really do this and really make a difference. And I just tell myself that once a week, every couple of days, whenever I need. And then here I am. I love it. Well, it, to me, it's just wild. I think we, we all need to get to that place within ourselves where we almost just go, why not me too? You know, like she's doing it. Certainly I can figure this out. Certainly it's possible for me. You know, I mean, to me, the internet is the greatest invention in our lifetime that I think we're, we're honestly almost just starting to tap into. I think we're going to see even, you know, crazier and more wild possibilities. And now even more with COVID and life at home and people are seeing like, oh shoot, I really should take this seriously. And I need some form of income online because everything else is very unstable right now. To think that this would be a stable way to make money like eight months ago? No. Maybe maybe I would think it would take some time, but certainly COVID has accelerated the need for um, us to continue to connect with other people, but in a in a different way. And I'm I'm ready for the challenge. I'm flexible, and I'm ready wherever wherever things take me. Um, I can adjust and adapt and move forward. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much for being here. This is so great. Do you have anything else you would like to add? No, not just thank you for having me. I appreciate you. And um, I know that you're making a difference to so many people and I just love it. Thanks, Linda. So my name is Sumia and I run a creative boutique called Digital Narrative and um, I focus it on creating dreamy brand narratives for brands with a focus on lifestyle, fashion and beauty. Other than that, I'm also an author and um, I'm doing my PhD at the moment and that's basically it. (laughs) So talk to us about how having to or feeling like you had to prove your worth online has shown up in your business? So prior to kind of like almost stumbling into the online world um, and like freelancing to begin with and then kind of like initiating something on my own, I was um, unemployed for a year and a half despite my past experience and my education and so on. And it really took a huge toll on my mental health and it kind of just messed me up so much. I started to doubt like everything about myself. I was unable to kind of see what was good in me to start with. Again, I went through this really, really dark period. And um, when I started kind of like going into the online world, I felt like, oh my God, nobody knows me here. This is so cool. I get to start from the beginning. Like this is a fresh slate, you know? Mm -hmm. So I felt really good to begin with. And then slowly again, I started looking at other people's content and kind of like realizing that this new slate is actually just another form of the corporate world. Like it's probably just as vicious if you don't control it. Um, And 
I was unable to kind of find the content that I wanted to produce that would resonate with my clients. And everyone was like, oh, you have to find a niche. Oh, you have to find a niche. And this niche word was just driving me crazy because I was like, I don't know what I want. I just want to like write for clients. That's all, whatever it is. I've worked with so many different clients before and it doesn't matter. Like I love kind of like finding that voice for them, that brand voice. So it was kind of difficult so it started off well where again I was on clean slate and then it got really quite difficult and almost like when you're on a resistant um, elliptical machine where everything starts to kind of like get slower and you have to keep on grinding and it kind of you hit a point where you're like oh my god I can't do this anymore and again but you have to get up again so all these kind of topics all relate to one another I think they're intertwined in one way or another where if you experience one thing you're almost bound to kind of bump into the other obstacle be it comparisonitis or or showing up for your business and so on but I suppose the only word is perseverance and I think that's in every aspect of life as well not just um, on the online world like you just have to again believe in yourself and persevere and find the reason you started almost yeah again Mm, yeah it's so important that we're tapped into that otherwise on the days where you're like, no one's paying attention. Why am I doing this? I can't find my niche or whatever it is that's going on. It's going to feel so challenging to show up. Yeah. 100%. So was there a way that you were able to kind of like tap into that during that period when you were really struggling with like, what is my niche? How do I do this? Um, yeah. Um, education. Like you have to just educate yourself and, um, do a lot of research and educate yourself and find the right courses that you can invest in or um, almost like find a role model that you kind of like enjoy their content, um, maybe download their freebies or invest in their course or whatever. Start from the basics. Don't feel like you have to rush. Don't feel like you have to, everyone is in like the 15th floor and you're still on the first and you're like, no, I'm just going to jump to the 15th because that's the problem. You need to like pace it and just follow your own journey. Nobody's journey is the same. So again, like you can learn from other people, but it's never going to be the same way. So educate yourself, take in information in a reasonable manner, but also the right information, find a good source. Um, because now everyone can show up online and just say anything. Um, unfortunately. (laughs) So you have to kind of like just, with your previous knowledge that you have in your industry, the industry that you're kind of like building a business in, use that knowledge, use that prior knowledge to follow your instincts to find a a course or information or knowledge or um, education that you can kind of like build on and slowly find your steps. Like when I first started, I didn't know how to automate um, my systems. I didn't even know. I'm just thinking like, so I was like using Photoshop and stuff like that. And I didn't know about Canva until I kind of like stepped into the online world. And I was like, how are all these people who are not designers just designing all these things that seem really easy? And I was like, oh my God, what's going on? So like, again, like you learn a lot along the way. And then you have to think that when you first started, you didn't know these things. And the other people who are just starting out as well, who don't know these things. And there's this constant like, you know, cycle of new people and then you kind of like go up the stairs and you you almost like promote to the next level um, and you just start becoming more confident in your work and in your um, voice and in your um, presence as, you know, as someone who's able to be knowledgeable in that field. Yeah. And I think it's so important to like toe the line of both of like always be learning, always know that there's more to learn because of course, like for the rest of our lives and our careers, you know, owning our businesses. But then where I see a lot of people stuck is like on the information that then they aren't like actually doing the money making activities in their business because they're like, I don't know enough yet. I haven't learned all these things yet where I'm like, but what do you know? Like what skills and experience do you already have? And how can you like literally do both? Like they're parallel lines. You can be out there using your voice, your expertise while also learning, growing, learning from people who've gone before you, you know, versus like just being in the information like overload camp where I watch so many people just burn out because then they're like, Oh, I'm a failure. I can't do this. 
That's true. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like there's this thing called, I don't know if it's a thing, but it's like maybe like a syndrome where you download all the freebies and mm. you think that you can figure out life from it. And then you realize, oh, I'm just downloading them, but I'm not acting upon them. And actually these are just snippets and they're different snippets from different people. They're not going to actually progress my business. And then you're like, oopsie, I think it's time to actually do something and not just kind of take in other people's content. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty loud and vocal of the fact that, and not like in a shaming way, but just in a reality way of like everything you ever needed to run a business is actually on the internet and free. Like you could, you could start your business, but 98 to probably 99% of people are not going to actually build a successful, profitable business from the freebies because you know, you've got to learn your patterns. You've got to learn a new way of being like, especially if you've never been an entrepreneur before and you've been an employee, it's a very different mindset, you know, and then like selling online, or if you've never been in sales and you don't know how to sell, like there's a lot of things that will people will, you know, keep people caught in that cycle versus like, if you know that you're going to be successful and you decide that your business is going to be successful, I'm always like, find something, even if it's small, but find something to invest in because you will pay more attention. Like that cliche phrase yeah. of like, when you pay, you pay attention. It's, it's just the truth. It's very, very, very true. hundred percent. But also like there are simple things that, you know, as an entrepreneur, you don't realize that you're going to have to deal with. And one of those things like time management, like Mm. that's very, very difficult going from someone who's employed and is told what time to do things. And is kind of like, um, dictated how to sort of like live that professional life to someone who, has a completely open book and gets to run around as they want. It's really yeah. difficult than yourself. Gosh, yeah. yeah. It's so true. And, you know, like one of my favorite things now to coach around is like really being the CEO of your business because we act like we have no idea what to do. But then when I ask a lot of clients, I'm like, okay, let's pretend you work for someone else and you were running this business. Like, what do you imagine would need to get done? Mm-hmm. And then they're able to tell me and I'm like, okay, cool. So go do that because, you know, like treat, treat your business like it's somebody else's because I think too often what happens for females is we're just caught in the cycle of like taking things personally of not wanting to offend people or like whatever it is versus like, if you worked for someone else and had a job description, would you just be like, meh, I don't feel like doing those things today. No. No. You don't have a choice. <laughs> you would go do them because you wouldn't have a job otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Again, it all comes down to mindset. Mindset is the number one thing all entrepreneurs need in their lives. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. I sometimes wish it weren't true because I think people want to, like, and clients want to, like, punch me. I'm like, are you doing your mindset work? Are you doing your thought work? Because that's where it starts. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And even me, like a lot of us kind of like diminish the value of it. Like, oh my God, it's what what the hell? Like, I don't have to do that. I don't need to journal. Like, it's not going to make a huge difference in my life. I don't need to like um, make these actions or whatever it is, you know? But actually when you do, you realize, wow, how how have I lived without this? This this really works. It's so healthy. Yeah. And, you know, I'm always telling people like, it doesn't have to be this extensive process, right? It can be like short little snippets throughout the day. And also it can be like, just as you're doing other things, like you're washing the dishes, you're paying attention to the thoughts in your brain and you're catching them and you're reframing them. Or maybe you are sitting down for 10 minutes a day and journaling out your fears and looking at them and asking yourself if they have to be true, you know, but it's, it's not like, oh my gosh, you have to sit and do mindset work for two hours a day in order to be successful. Like, no. No, no. And I think that's the fear that you, well, not the fear, the misconception that yeah. mindset comes with a lot of work but yeah no you're right I love that I like that example of kind of doing dishes because it's those things where we were where we're doing mindless things like cooking or doing the dishes or running or whatever it is that thoughts just sort of like spiral out in our minds yep. and those are the times 
Yeah. And to me, it's like, especially for, you know, like I have some clients that are like really busy moms or people that, you know, have kids at home for the first time and they're working at home and all these things. And it's like, you don't even necessarily have to have dedicated mindset time. It is in those things. Like when you're out for that walk with your kiddos or doing the laundry or whatever day-to-day tasks you're already doing, like how can you be really intentional of your thought work during the day? No, 100%. I think that's very important. And I love that. Um, I don't think of kind of like explaining it like that, but it just kind of breaks it down. It makes it so much easier to like approach the word mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I find, you know, it's, it's interesting when we're outside of our power, we, we want to be like, yeah, that's like cute. That doesn't actually work. Is that going to matter? Right. But I almost like to think about it with compounding effect too, because sometimes we don't see the immediate results. Right. And we feel like, what's the point? What am I doing here? But it's the same thing. Like when you go to the gym and the first two weeks you're like, well, I should probably just give up. This is not working, but it's like, okay, but I haven't been to the gym in a year and I just went for two weeks. Do we really think that's going to like radically shift my whole life? Like, of course not. We think it will, but obviously it's (laughs) not really. And so it's the same way with mindset work. Like we have to continually put in the effort around it. But again, it's like, it doesn't have to be this huge ordeal or take a ton of time but like it compounds and becomes easier to catch our thoughts and to see like, Oh, my brain's lying to me again. I don't have to believe this. This is a fear. Like, am I going to give it my power or not? hundred percent. And another thing I think is that, I don't know, I'm just thinking like Pinterest or whatever the online world glamorizes hustling or being an entrepreneur or whatever, like boss babe. Um, just be a boss, babe, just do this. But actually like to do that, there's, there's a lot of groundwork that you need to work on, on yourself. It's not just like, Oh, I'm just going to go be a boss, babe. And it's just one, two, three, bam. And I'm going to, you know, be successful and God knows what. So yeah, there is that kind of like glamorization to this whole online world that is maybe a lot to stomach. Um, and maybe that's where a lot of comparison comes in as well. Um, because you're like, oh my God, all these people who have built like million dollar um, businesses and so on. And, you know, um, how do I get there? And then again, it's this whole cycle again. So I think, you know, the word glamorization does come into all these things that we've been talking about. Yeah, I think that's very true. And it's like building and growing a business is the biggest lesson in personal development ever, right? Like, yeah pretty much that they don't tell you, you don't know (laughs) going into it, but it really is because all the same stuff that comes up in your like personal life is going to come up in your business. Like, you know, I hate to break it to people, but it's just the truth. And so, you know, it's like, we can look at it from this like frustrating standpoint, or we can be like, okay, like, I know that, you know, there's going to be good days and bad days, and there's going to be a mix of days. It's not going to be like, this day was horrible. There's going to be glimmers of like fun things in it. And the more we can enjoy the process and the journey and always be going, what is this here to teach me? How can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? It's going to be just better for, you know, our clients, the work we do in the world for ourselves, you know, for our bottom line, like all the things. Mm-hmm. 100%. I completely agree. Yes. Yeah. Mm, anything else you want to add? Um, I think we kind of like spoke about everything. I think, yeah, the last thing was just the glamorization. Um, but other than that, I think we kind of like spoke about everything that I've sort of like struggled to begin with in terms of my mindset and all those aspects. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing with us. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. So my name is Arna, Arna van Gogh. I'm half Dutch, half Taiwanese. I've lived all around the world. Passion, my passion is travel um, and also exploring and learning more about myself. That's one of the reasons why I became a coach. And uh, my love for technology has also given me the uh, added bonus of being an automations coach. So what I do is I help entrepreneurs grow their businesses through strategies and also through technology because you'd be surprised how much amazing stuff is out there. 
so how has proving yourself or feeling like you had to prove yourself online showed up? Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Um, you know, it's it's such a funny topic because you you have friends you have your coach friends and there's always going to be people that trigger you mm-hmm. um and even if you like let go of something someone else will come along and so it's very interesting actually a, a couple of years ago when I was kind of starting in the online service space I started doing these like positive like you know um, I've done this, I've done this post. Like, I didn't think I was being particularly arrogant, but my sister actually said, Arna, you're so arrogant. Mm. That really freaked me out. And because I never thought of myself as such. And, mm. you know, I actually thought quite the opposite. I, I never thought very much of myself. And so for me to try something and then for it to be literally thrown back in my face with such an insult with someone so close to me, I've had to work through that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I still battle that to this day and not necessarily just her, but just, you know, um, everyone will have experienced this. When you first started out online, people thought you were crazy. People thought, oh, there, sh- there she goes again. You know, I literally have friends from high school, from university. Um, I go, so where are you now? What country are you in now? Kind of in this like, oh, you yeah. know, kind of thing. And, and that's, that impacts you, whether you or not you want it to, it does. You know, how much it does is up to you. Yeah. And so I kind of, I, I still have this thing, and this is why it's so important for me to have my list of accomplishments. Um, mm. And that I have to update once a quarter because otherwise I get too outdated because I have to remember that I'm still awesome. I have to remember that I, I still rock, right? And that is so important to me because you have to cut out what other people are saying to you and saying about you because it doesn't matter at the end of the day. The only thing that matters is that you're true to yourself. You can back your shit up, like let's face it, back your shit up and just keep fighting the good fight. So um, back in June, yeah, this was a while ago, um, early June, I wrote a post in a couple of Facebook groups and it like, it, it blew the roof off. I had 700 comments in the space of three or four hours. And the title was stop asking us to print shit out. And I went to this whole thing about how I bought an online course. And the first thing they did was ask us to print. And I got a, a handful of responses. And this was really interesting. I had, what is this whiny millennial baby doing? I had the response of, well, I print everything and I'm only 24. And um, I had, yeah, actually you make a good point. And I also had printers are cheap. Don't be such a um, cheapo or don't be so stingy. And what was really interesting was, I, a year ago, I would have flipped out or deleted Facebook and been like, never more. I am going to go get a normal job, right? <laughs> I'm going to get a nice high. Like, I cannot handle this vitriol. Uh, because some comments were nasty and some people actually started stalking me and screenshotting things to kind of like prove their point. And it was funny. And, and a few people accused me of like a marketing ploy. And it wasn't meant as that, but it became one because I was like, oh my God, this is an experiment. Let's see what we have to do. Let's see what we can do. And, and then, you know, I didn't have to prove myself because mm. I got to a point in my life where I don't have to prove to you that I'm a good person. Mm. I don't. You can decide that I'm a bad person. That is a, that's your karma, not mine. Mm. And so when people were saying stuff like that, I would be super gracious. Thanks so much. Uh, your input. Oh, that's really interesting. Oh, I didn't realize that so many people printed. By the way, I'm a digital nomad. I don't want to carry around a printer. You know, that's why I bought an online course. Um, I would have bought a book otherwise. Um, and, and, you know, just like having these kind of smaller conversations with people and kind of like looking back from that week onwards, I'm like, I kind of made it to the next checkpoint. Mm. I didn't have to prove myself. Yeah. Yeah. And leaning to me, it's like really leaning into that level of self-trust that you have to have. Like, I think so much comes back to that and you had to have enough self-trust to drown out the noise, to also have compassion and grace and kindness for people that 
didn't say nice things and ultimately detach from whether or not like you could help them turn the corner to see who you are at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Right. Like that's on them. And it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt at times with different experiences because of course it will. And I think that's where I never want to like devalue the human side of it. Um, Because I think some people can just be like, oh, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of you or says about you. And I'm like, well, I'm a human, so things hurt me. And that doesn't necessarily work for me. I think, yes, of course, I have to come back to neutral and I have to do, you know, my work around it. But initially, it can still sting. Yeah. I never want to, like, tell people differently. No. And and, and I guess guess therein also lies the difference. Like, you know, um, we, we show up publicly and we show up privately Mm. so publicly I was the face of perfection and I and that was a skill that I have been practicing right Mm. I showed up with grace and compassion and then I went ahead a little cry Mm. because Mm -hmm. of course I was hurt but that also doesn't make me any less it doesn't Mm. make me any less advanced or aware or awake or whatever you want to call it it makes me more awake that i still felt those feelings i'm still human and so for me you know i love the fact that i got to have that juxtaposition almost of Mm. having like you know because i i could have done i could have done it the other way around right i could have publicly said fuck all of you i don't care what you think this is my opinion take it or leave it and then and then, you know, in private, you know, to my friends, like, no, no, I'm fine. You know, I don't care what other people think. It's fine. You know, I love myself. It's all good. That yeah. wouldn't have been as authentic mm-hmm. because I, because this was a lesson for me. I choose how I show up in the world mm-hmm. and I still get to have my feelings, but I yeah. choose how I show up. And I think that's really important in being online in being in the online space and, and experiencing, you know, the spectrum of emotions literally on Facebook. Yeah. Well, and what helps me so much, um, and I'm sure you probably relate, but it's just like conversations like this or client calls or anything that I'm doing that like reminds me of the human aspect. Like it's so easy. And I think especially if you're in a negative headspace and you're like not doing well in your life, you just forget, or, I mean, I don't feel like I generally do, but I think people can forget like, oh, there's a human being behind that, you know? And then like, oh, would I actually say that to somebody in real life? No. So why would I say that on the internet and think that that's acceptable? Um, I was literally just talking about this with my sister and she calls it the mob mentality. Like when you're online, they're faceless and it's Mm. just a mob of people. So of course it's going to be easier to be nasty, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, And it's not, it's not pleasant. It's really not. And I just think about like, you know, one day when I'm head of you women, I don't yeah. want to go back to my Facebook history and find a nasty comment I wrote to someone because I was like really pissed off in that one moment. <laughs> like, you know, and, and that's a really great reminder for me as well. Like, how do I want to show up? How do I want to look back at my, um, you know, how you can like download your entire Facebook history? Yeah, so you can you can actually in the settings you can download your entire Facebook history, like all the things that you've done and, and stuff like that. It's Whoa. really hardcore, and it takes like forever to download because I've had Facebook since what, like two thousand eight. <laughs> so, like you know, it's twelve years worth of probably a lot of cat videos. Um, and um, and so, uh, like, I don't want to look back at my legacy and think, oh, that was not very nice. Like, I probably could have done better. You know, and, and, and so I, I live this all the time, like on, on TikTok, there's so many haters. There are so many haters and I don't get it. And I'm really glad that TikTok's algorithm works really well because I don't get the so much bullshit anymore. I get like stuff I like, Hamilton songs, but then like, I always make it a point to be super positive. So like when somebody shares like their weight loss journey, I always come out, wow, well done, super cool. You know, uh, when somebody is um, sharing, you know, there was this, there was this girl, I, I can't, I think she was a nurse or something and she's Muslim and she works in, in the UK. And so she showed a trick on like how to wear a face mask with a hijab on. And so basically she like tied it on her head. And then so I commented and I said, wow, that 
is great because and also it doesn't hurt around your ears because you know how like the face press like hurt around your ears and i have like 500 likes on that comment because mm. i was positive and i was just sharing and like i was just reinforcing like you know supporting her mm-hmm. and i got i got 500 likes just by saying something nice so like why wouldn't you do that like why wouldn't you just put more like love out there in the world um and i, and I just think that that's a much better way of proving yourself online than mm. it is in any other way yeah kindness always wins right i mean that, that's the lesson to me of like always and like find places to do your work like of course we all have pain and things and that's why i'm like find supportive containers to do that work in like we're all living a human experience so there's no no shame in that but it's like show up from a place of service and show up in like who you are online versus like feeling like you have this agenda that you have to prove of who you are and your worth as a human. Yeah, definitely. Like find, find those people because you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So, um, and, and like, you know, when I do my morning gratitude, like when I, when I wake up, I do what Esther or Abraham Hicks calls like a rampage. Mm. So I always start with my super comfy bed and <laughs> like the super warm bed because I'm in England. It's always cold. And, um, and then it kind of like goes on and on. And then I always list at least five people I'm grateful for because mm. there are five people in my life right now that are making my life better. And that inspired that me happen. And so, you know, I, I always do five. And sometimes, some days it's hard, okay? Some days it's hard, but I, I still find them. Really but good. you do it. Oh, thank thank you so much for being here and sharing with us. Yeah, I've had such a blast. Um, You're so interesting to talk to. Um, You know, I'm a big fan of you on Facebook. I'm one of those lookers that's always like, what's she doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think because I've interacted a couple times on your post, you do come up first. So you know, I'm just like, oh great, I don't have to. I don't even have to scroll. (laughs) (laughs) There she is. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. Pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. It is an honor to be in your ears each and every week. Please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And will you go ahead and do me a quick favor? Go over and leave us a review so that people can easily find this show. If you'd like to talk about the number one mindset shift you can make today in your business to make more money and impact, head on over to my website at setyourselffreellc.com and sign up for a free 30-minute call. Can't wait to chat with you so that you can have your own profitable online business. And thanks again for being here. We'll see you next week.